Welcome to Mama's Baked. We're Laura and Bridget, and we're your favorite cannabis advocates. We've been there, done that, and everybody asks us about it, so we decided to start Mama's Baked, and here we are talking about everything cannabis. The latest news, lifestyle, and wellness information with lots of fun baked in. Every Thursday, join us as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life, too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share us with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com. Hello, hello, testing, testing. Oh, welcome to our season ending episode of Mama's Bake. Our last episode, and boy, da, did da, the da. news end this week, right? Oh, I need a vacation from last week, and I needed a vacation before last week started. For from like the whole last year, two years almost. Feels man, like. man, oh man, oh man. So, hello, oh, and we can first. You know what? Shut up, my smoke. Because I am at home and I can smoke in my house still. Right? For now. For now. So, yeah, I will, while you do that, I will as well. I prepared my fresh bowl of a lovely combination of Jaeger and honey bananas combo. Because sometimes oh. I think we forget that... You can mix flour, just like you can yeah. mix a cocktail. And often, um, I like to try different strains, combos together, more or less, I'm sure how they come up with the ideas of cloning. But there is nothing contraindicated in any uh, scientific literature that says that you cannot take two different strains of flour and combine them if you have two favorites. Sure, and create your own medicine. You know, I mean, it's not like you're mixing bleach and ammonia here. Exactly. And I think a lot of people have that sort of like, well, I have this, so I my bowl is this. And I started doing that like by accident ages ago um, when I had, you know, <laughs> back in the day when you didn't have much and you scraped together a couple different things you had lying around it just to make a bowl you know right you, have, you didn't know what the hell it was but you had three different purchases available and the crumbs of you're like shit I know I can make a bowl out of this so and then I've you know played with it ever since and then it being in the co-op and we had 60 growers all that had like five different strains in their tents so we got to play with all that so much but yes Uh make your cocktail make your own call it the you know whatever laura's manhattan or what you know name your favorite combo yeah yeah you know and the more you document the results you get from it the yeah, you know, better cons. better you can get at creating your own medicine that fits your needs at any given time or day. You don't always have to wait for the grower to clone plants together in order to make your own concoctions. Get creative. Yeah. So yeah, yes. the Jaeger and the honey bananas. Honey bananas, I get in Flagstaff. Um, yeah, 
I tasted that when I was up there. Yes. And it was delightful. Isn't it? And it's just a lovely day. It's a lovely uplifting strain. It helps a little with with pain, which unfortunately um, I find that in order to get some pain relief, I have to lean towards the indica side, which a lot of people don't like. Right. Um, but pain slows me down more than indica. So right. I right. can put a little of that honey bananas, which seems to work really well. The Jaeger and the honey bananas for me are almost identical results. So, and then mm-hmm. I'm just playing with flavor at this point because they're both sort of right. pain relieving middle of the road for me. Get stuff done, right, but right. not be, I don't need to be sorting my sock drawer by age and color and thickness. And that's what sativas get me going into. So, yeah. And while we're just talking about pe- treating pain, mm-hmm. obviously, um, one of the keys to that is being able to access concentrated cannabis. Uh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. That's just another teaser. A teaser. A teaser of a combo. Today. But at the same time, it's also something I cannot get out of my mind, you know, because there's so many layers to a conversation like this, which of course we'll dive into many of those layers, I'm sure, but. What strain are you preparing, my dear? Right now, I was going to use my little water pipe here, but I changed my mind and decided it was definitely like a joint day. Mm. Got you. I'm rolling myself a joint of pineapple. Ooh. That was always a good one. So good they made a movie about it. (laughs) So good they made a whole movie about it. Yeah, it's it's a cool daytime, you know, lightweight. Um, It's not my most favorite daytime because I really like the strong, strong sativa. Right. Like, they work well for me yep. and the way I like to operate, um, at least during the day. Like, I use different things at different times or different situations, I should say. Bridget, it's all but about getting that shit done. Bridget, Bridget I like to shit. be really energized, yeah, to just knock stuff out. And then when I'm resting, I like to just fully rest. But I also am not in a scenario where I'm fighting some kind of massive pain or anything. Right. Uh, truth is, Mine is most often uh, or most best linked to just keeping me in a good uh, mental, emotional, psychological state of mind. You know, that's really how it helps me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So that being said, if it's during the day and I want to be busy, I like to feel like it's easy to get all my stuff done, you know, and like I'm just zooming right through stuff. Yeah, definitely. So crack or whatever serves you know both the purpose of uh you know enhancing my energy and also just making me feel good about you know okay i'm on it i'm getting this stuff done handled knocked out i do like yeah. to have some around for those occasions too for sure yeah it definitely helps yeah. me get shit done i have um come to a phase in my life without young <laughs> children and yeah. working from home <clears throat> that um, my goal the last two years has been a to remember what I liked because <laughs> I've yes. been doing so much for so long that I forgot what Laura liked. Yeah, and then the right. other thing was to try to 
find go back to that because I have the ability to control my day. Um, mm. I don't necessarily have the ability to control as well my days off. So okay. instead of getting frustrated, which I found myself doing beyond understanding of the level of frustration I was getting over something always fucking up my day. Um, yeah. I decided that if I made every day more of a like a day off that I worked instead of mm-hmm. always having to end up working on my days off kind of mentality that mm-hmm. I had to find ways to make myself sit down. And it was more of, yeah. and that's health related as well. People with chronic illness sometimes don't realize how much extra you have to sit still in order to hey. keep your disorders in check. And I, right. So yeah, there's also those goals as well of not, and I also don't have a, you know, a young child at home. I'm not in a right. growth stage of my business. I'm not at a, I, I tend to love to create, and if I'm at a at a good stable spot, I tend to stir shit up and find something else to create. So I was trying. Ready. I'm personally trying to learn that more of the work on what you got right now, and 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 I do get probably as much done. It's just a different process. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um that to me, the way I describe that in my life, and I am in a different place as a young kid and all that good stuff, but to me, it's about trying my very best to be 100% in each moment, right? Mm-hmm. So, And that's what pain I, makes you learn to detach. And yep. I had so many years of detaching to cope. So it is yep. back, back to the checking in and it is back to the being more part of the moment for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, you know, when uh, my daughter's here, you know, a, I'm not going to be, I'm, I'm not really smoking sativas or indicas too much because I'm interacting with her Right. when she's not, you know, I'm like, okay, got to handle business quickly while I can. <laughs> and then, um, you know, at nighttime, it's like, look, I'm ready to go to bed. So yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's nice to be able to use cannabis to help myself stay in the moment. Um, you know, like, moments for the most part like I live my life very much in the moment and I mean, you know me. that helps me it helps me and there is a but, residual too you know if you have you know I found when I had kids too the same sort of thing I didn't smoke necessarily during my time with my kids but I also didn't necessarily need to I had already there's the residual it's not like there's this constant state where you have to have, you know, a joint burning in the ashtray. Exactly. It's not the, it's not the uh, um, chain smoking of, of nicotine. Right. Or, or that sense people have that you're like constantly chasing the next high. You don't even, I personally don't even notice from one phase to another phase that, oh, it wore off or, oh, I need you know, it's no, not- me it's like, okay, now is a good time because, you know, all the other things have stopped or, you know, or, we have a moment, now, you know, yeah. whatever it might be. Or getting ready to do the next thing. And this is the, the place now in between right. transition time. I like the only time in my life where I felt a little element of anxiety around it is times when, uh, 
I couldn't get a hold of anymore for some reason, like at all. Right. And then, you know, that would make me feel a little anxious. But the truth is, that's the extent of what it made me feel. Right. It's a little bit anxious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I'm fine. And a week later, it's like, okay, oh, well, now I can get some again. And oh, look at that. No, no issue. Just a little anxiety on that first day. Absolutely. So you shall know, we dive into this week's event since that's going to really eat up a big part of our combo today? I guess so. I'm, you hear me try to procrastinate and avoid that, right? Because I'm just like, oh, God, I can't believe they're doing this again. But I can. I totally can. I know these people. Right. So we are in Arizona. We, we broadcast, um, Bridget and I live in different counties in parts of the state. I live northern part of Arizona in a lovely little tourist town called Sedona, Arizona. And I live in Yavapai County. Bridget lives, um, well, was in Phoenix. Now you're on the outskirts. Are you officially Mesa, Arizona? So I'm Chandler. Chandler. County, though. Yes. So Bridget has yeah. recently moved from basically Glendale, Phoenix area to the east side of Maricopa County, which is Chandler. And even in a state with a statewide medical marijuana program, um, quite honestly, the risks for me versus the risk for Bridget right now are different, um, mm-hmm. given that I live in a county that's very anti-cannabis. Um, I do live, I literally live, I live a mile and a half from my restaurant, and my restaurant's in a different county. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so I'm very much on the... I didn't realize that, huh? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, the restaurant's in Coconino County, and I'm just literally five minutes from my restaurant. I could walk if I had an umbrella. So interesting. Right there. Like, why would they do that? Somebody wanted the money from that strip, from New Sedona, huh? It is that strip, too. Yep. And it's uptown, I believe, is Coconino County as well. So it's where the money part of the tourist goes to that. That might have been a little tradesy tradesy they did because what what else does Coconino County have in it in terms of uh, tax producing <laughs> revenue producing areas? I mean, I don't know what's in Coconino County. Is Flagstaff Coconino? Yes. Gotcha. Snowball, Winslow, Williams, I think Williams. Williams to Winslow? I can't remember. I'm pretty bad. I'm well, a newbie up here. I imagine, but I mean, yeah. Anyway, that's five are in Yavapai, which is definitely the hotbed. Of course, on the plus side, you are, you know, a mature white woman who is respected in the community, right? So you have that going for you in that area. For sure. Whereas if I was up there in that area with my husband, we would be for sure followed home at risk all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know that he's not at risk in Maricopa County as well. Oh, he is already. We've already proven that. He's already been pulled over and convicted. Oh, years ago, too. Yeah, years ago, right at the beginning. And it wasn't even about concentrate. He just had a tiny amount of flour on him. They just took his card. That one time, I remember early, early. And they took him to jail. They arrested him. They We had to go to court. We had to pay a strong... A, you know, crazy fees and all this extra stuff. He had to do, he had to do freaking uh, community service hours. Like it was all a ton of stuff over having like less than a gram 
of uh, flour in his car with him, with his card. That was a medical patient. Yeah. Now, fortunately, it stopped there. Yeah, as a medical patient. Fortunately, it stopped there because the story we're talking about has to do with a guy named Rodney Jones. Similar type of situation, except that he was up in Yavapai County, right, where they especially don't like people of color. My husband and Rodney, both black men. Or pot. Or pot. And he had a little bit of, you know, they call it hash, you know, whatever kind of concentrate. He had some kind of concentrate on him. And I did read at one point in there that maybe his story even was that he actually got it from a friend who worked in a dispensary or something. Right. So I haven't seen any word out there of like which dispensary sold it to him and whether or not they were holding them accountable. Because I think maybe he didn't get it from a dispensary. I'm not sure. Which still uh, however, shouldn't matter. But yeah. Yeah. And- did officially theoretically get it from a dispensary because that's who's creating this stuff nobody you know hardly anybody's out there making ash products in their home right now just for fun for what right uh so he got busted with less than a gram for it and he spent two and a half years in prison sickening because it was concentrate or because it was hash instead of flower so they say correct and so they charged him with a felony narcotics charge and do you want to take it up from there as far as kind of what happened from there and then where we are right now what happened this week so he appealed his conviction which happened in navajo county and i'm i'm not going to be i'm sorry I forgot if it was Nav- Navajo County or um, Yavapai, but I-, I thought there was two different cases. So yeah, and I'm bad. not sure why, and I don't, again, I'm not a lawyer, not a paralegal, I'm just a, a, a document nerd. Um, yep. The original case, he was found, um, he, he was found guilty, he went to court, he appealed the case. It was again found um, against him. They appealed out of Navajo County to Yavapai County, I guess. And it, and I don't know enough about the court system in Arizona. That could be only that could be where the appeals court is. The other reason it was in Navajo County could have just been that's where the appeals court was. You know, I'm not sure how that mm-hmm. works in appeals courts. Well, the ins and outs. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm not aware of that. Um, he is court was heard by an appeals court. I was trying to pull up the document real quick. Um, it was Rodney Jones, right? Yep. Rodney Jones. Rodney Jones appeal. Cause I had it on, I had it printed out and I can't seem to find where I set it down. So there it is. Rodney Christopher Jones was heard in the Arizona Court of Appeals in on June 26, 2018. It was a two-to-one decision. Um, they based their decision on some very arcane laws that we could talk about. Um, and they determined that basically the, the case was Rodney was saying, look, this is, you know, concentrates are covered under uh, yeah i'm a legal, I'm a legal patient, patient and like, they're covered please, yeah and i have these these are not a narcotic yeah. these are covered under the amma the arizona medical marijuana act 
what the judges ruled was based on precedent from a case in 1978 where they determined Mm -hmm. that cannabis was in fact hashish that that was what hashish was was cannabis literally by definition there's lots of quotes and you know around the words i'm doing air quotes but it doesn't help our listeners um so hashish was in fact cannabis and under arizona criminal law cannabis is a narcotic and a class two felony marijuana however is covered under the medical marijuana act and that's just buds and flowers and that's all that the medical marijuana act covers therefore they refused to overturn his conviction now they did allow him time served which was two i saw 266 and 366 but i think it's 366 so he served a year and a day Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pre-sentence incarceration. Keep that in mind. Right. So when people are like, oh, yeah, well, we've been doing it for five years. Fuck those guys. And it's like, um, that guy was in jail for a year before they even decided they were even going to talk to him. So. Right. You might want to rethink that. Hockiness. So here we are. Last Tuesday night. The internet's blowing up. At least the people who have a lot of cannabis Facebook pages. Probably the general world's Facebook page did not incinerate before the Arizona basically. It's only the Arizona people that, you know, are being affected by this. It only affects Arizona. So my phone starts blowing up. I start going crazy. I read Wednesday I wake up. It's just and then last week, of course, just in the news in general was depressing as hell. Between uh, the immigrant crisis yeah. and the this, you know, just just everything in the news and the Supreme Court, and I got pot people so, last week. Here's how upside down the world is. I was on a marijuana legalization page, and marijuana advocates were standing up for Jeff Sessions, hundred percent, because of his immigration policy. And Jeff Session is the one number one most dangerous person to the medical marijuana and the marijuana industry in in the country right now. He's the number one risk. Let's so say. I mean, it's upside down. So I was all upset, frustrated about that. What I yeah, it's what I tell you all the time. It's because the the issue is not cannabis or immigrants or blah blah, blah crime or murder or any of those things. Guns. It's not any of those things. The issue is white supremacy. Period. And when it comes down to it and you look at where the lines are always drawn, that's where they're always drawn. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's crazy, town. Once you know that, and then you, and, it, and then, oh, man, it's just crazy, town. Once you know that, and then you start seeing it literally everywhere, it's like, wow. Watching it last week was depressing. Bad. And then this, this battle now that has arisen for cannabis enthusiasts in general and then we've got you know now that's even being split up amongst people for these other crazy I mean just so it was a depressing week so by Thursday and I do have a a video up on YouTube that explains it but doesn't explain it because it's unexplainable Um, so then we start getting text messages from dispensaries if you 
go to a dispensary in Arizona and you sign up like as a patient loyalty, they'll text you their sales or text you deals. And I'm telling you, my phone blew up with sales. So it was, it was almost like, it was like after a terror attack where everything goes quiet for a day. And then it's, so it was like Tuesday that word came out. Wednesday was like nothing changed. And everybody was getting real worried. I got no, did I get, that day I got a few shatter and their whatever other kinds of concentrate sales. Then Thursday, nothing. Not one text about a shatter sale. Then Friday, prices were, Mm -hmm. what, 20% of what they were prior to the ruling on Tuesday on concentrates. Right. I mean, it used to be like $80 a gram. Now they're selling like like 10 grams for $160. I mean, I was in emails and texts and everything all day that are buy one, get one on everything concentrates from many dispensaries anyways, which we kind of had a little email back and forth about this during the week where I was like, you know what? I'm not mad at them for attempting to clearance their sale. I mean, yes, buyer beware. But at the same time, what we're really talking about here is, uh, you know, the risk is involved if you get stopped by a police officer, right? So if you go buy it, take it to your home and keep it at your home, then fingers crossed, you don't take it out of your home. Fingers crossed. They don't come into your home and arrest you for something else and decide that they can also, you know, find that. But the truth is, as we both know, if they want to, they will. <laughs> you know what I'm bottom saying? Line. Bottom line. Bottom line. Yeah. Bottom line, especially right now, because right now the law will back them up. So if they want to, <laughs> they have all the legal standing in the world at this moment to be able to do whatever they want with us with regard to us having possession of concentration. And what I have heard from My- attorneys is, you know, everybody's all cocky until they get arrested. Exactly. And then they realize they don't have the funds to defend themselves. Right. Period. Like, oh, you mean I would have to hire experts and extra lawyers and all this other stuff to pull in AMMA guidelines and try to fight the battle based on that kind of stuff? You mean that would cost money? <laughs> Meanwhile, they're saying, so, and my argument is, you know, the, I think the first one I got, the first letter I got from a dispensary saying, you know, hey, it's business as usual here. We're not letting this stop us, yada, yada, yada was from a dispensary that I know for a fact is owned by an attorney. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, well, yeah, you could be cocky because you know the law. You've been studying nothing but cannabis law for five years. You know the ins and outs. Right. You have the people. You have the experts. You have the team. Meanwhile, you're selling to yeah. patients, many of which, had I not told them or done the video, I've got so many private mm-hmm. messages like, oh, shit, I didn't hear anything about this. I've got I've got messages from people that don't even use cannabis that are like, oh, keep me posted. I had no idea this was even going on. Right. So I think, I mean, I get it. And in Phoenix, honestly, if I still lived in Phoenix, I'd probably go take advantage of these sales as well and go directly home and put it away. And yeah, um, yeah, by county, fuck no. I'm not going near it. of that dispensary waiting for people shit here they don't have the manpower to probably you know to really just execute that type of a thing but that does not mean on any level that they're not organizing or 
different types of activities or raids or setups or things or what have you. Because the truth of the matter is Arizona is largely funded by prisons. That's the truth. In terms of these top level politicians and people that are running the state, a lot of them have money in private prisons. And you know what private prisons, private prisons need? People. Prisoners. Exactly. And now we're talking about people being able to get a, a narcotics, a felony narcotics charge for some concentrate that they believe is legal. They 100% believe that they're legally within their right to have this. You know who this is not going to affect? It's not going to affect other rich white guys. <laughs> or white women. Middle-aged white women. I mean... Or white women. As long as they fall in line properly. You know, me... Maybe if I'm with my husband, well, yeah. you know what I'm saying? If I'm out with myself and I'm a, a you know, a, a, a proper white girl and do everything the way I'm supposed to do, then maybe I could get away with it. Probably I could get away with it. Right. But if my husband pulled over and they're not even going to, it's not even about my husband. They're going to go into neighborhoods that are full of people of color and as they already do, and they are going to utilize this <coughs> new ruling and charge them with felonies. People who maybe already have one felony, maybe already have two felonies. You know, there is a three strikes law, you're out, right? So it's like, this is literally opening the door for them to just go make sweeps. And do you think any of these dispensaries are going to know anything about uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry and, and uh, Maria and, Rodney. you know, Christina and whoever that get, and Rodney that get arrested? No. They're not going to know. They're not going to care. They didn't help when there was request for assistance from this case. This particular case, as it's right. progressed through its appeals, they've asked for expert help. They've asked for other assistance. The dispensary right. did not assist. Now, this ruling... Not a thing. They, they didn't give no money to the defense. They didn't do anything, huh? This, no. And this case now affects 40 to 45% of their billion-dollar industry. Yeah, mm, too bad for them. So I got a message, and I'm not, you know, naming names or any of that kind of stuff. Um, I've got to find it here. Um, um, dispensary and Snowflake reports undercover cops in their parking lot. They removed all concentrate products. Another um, farm in Navajo County has a sh had sheriff show up and shut their lab down. This is real, not a drill. Stay safe, fellow Canna warrior. So that was a message yeah. that I got from someone as well. Um, the I I do I do take personally the cavalierness with which the dispensaries have taken my safety. Um, sure, like, oh, everybody's just tripping. Right. Don't worry about it. We take, we took care of this already. Like, um, no, you didn't. <laughs> Obviously. And where were you for this last case? If we, you want me to trust you, then you should have shown that you were going to be there to back this and provide the support that this legal team needed to educate these judges on how nonsensical their logic is right. as pertains to this plant. And that's the duty. Because this costs money. Cost yeah. money. 
time to do and that's that. that's the duty you of know? that industry. And I, I'm sorry, but that if they have no other duty, I don't expect them to give free meds to people. I honestly don't. If they want to, great. They'll get my money quicker. But I don't have an expectation of charity from any of them. I do, mm-hmm. however, have an expectation of the dispensary that they are selling me products which has pissed me off in the past because I know what goes into some of this shit and they, they still sell it. But right. I have an expectation right. that they will protect my safety and that they are not selling me things that when I leave their store open up the potential for me to be arrested for a class two felony. Period. That's my expectation. And if there's something going on that risks that, all hundred dispensary licensees in this state need to all get their asses together in a damn room and figure out with some damn humility how they were going to protect patients over their fucking 45% profit margin or profit loss. Right. And I, you know, I'm tired of being told on Facebook by some people in the industry (laughs) that this isn't an us-them thing. I'm not saying it's an us-them thing. I'm saying it's a them thing. It's not a us versus right. them. I have no power. I have, I have no ability to sell something to someone. They do. It's not a us versus them. It's a all fucking them. Yeah. And they, at, at a minimum, should be at the forefront of advocacy on behalf of their That's patients, what I'm saying. right? Like, yes. Yeah interest too it should serve their interest too if they're really trying to serve us if we're their patients then you know what i'm saying so uh, yeah which does lead into our actual topic for today we've already talked for 30 minutes on this case as it stands right now the uh you know the the biggest thing is is that there's a, a disconnect between the rules that were set up by azdhs the department of health services and the AMMA that goes in conjunction with those rules and everything else, and the criminal code, or what judges are looking at when they are deciding whether to convict a person of a crime or not. There's a disconnect between those two sets of documents. This is right. So when it boils down to it, dispensaries can look at just the two sets of documents that are uh, pertain to them, and they can say, everything's cool, no problem. Because a dispensary is not going to be in a court with criminal charges. Now, the individuals who work at a dispensary, yes, they could easily be held in a criminal court and be held to those standards, right? That could definitely happen. Now, I would hope they would really come to their rescue. You know, and I hope to God that you know, they don't go to that extent. You know, it's all still in so much contention. But the truth is it could and I, Any day. I don't know that what the industry has done to this point that has proven to me that I could trust them to come to my rescue if it did. Oh, I mean, I just, contrary, I don't, yeah. On everything we've seen would absolutely assure you that they will not come to your rescue be- uh, in any case. And even if they 100% were responsible for every single thing you were, you were in pain about, they would deny having never known you and be like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we know to be the actual. Now, if a dispensary out there wants to prove different, then great. And I'm not saying that every 
owner of a dispensary is like that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Also, if they're the minority, then how, you know, what are they supposed to do by themselves? Like all the dispensaries need to be joining in. We've got these organizations, Arizona Dispensary uh, Association and MEDA, you know, and I I did see from MEDA, which uh, will not dive into this, but they are putting towards lobbying. Uh, But buyer beware again their lobbying will always and only be at the ultimate bottom line benefit of that the people who are part of that organization that's what the whole meeting was about that night it was i I, absolutely is we will put your dollars for us not for the patients not for people who aren't us not for anybody else for us for us that's what we do and my point is basically that oh if 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 it is otherwise and the industry is for the patients i just personally haven't seen it from the industry in any measurable way in in such that patients should rely on that when they are buying concentrates unless you can point to me if, if and if someone listens and wants to send us an email you know i'd love i'd love more examples of it because i'm not anti dispensary i'm all I'm all for the business side of this industry and I support it fully. I just feel that with the amount of money that we all give to the industry, um, they have a responsibility as well. And I just haven't seen it demonstrated in a visible way. The what? We fund them. We fund them. It's our I mean, money. That's, isn't that how it works have- usually? You know, the, the industry that supports its customers in, in its best way possible. So. Yeah, that would be my thing. Right. You know, show me why I should trust you. Yeah, you're and specifically, if you are someone who let's say needs concentrates, especially for the situations where we have parents who are treating kids with uh different forms of epilepsy, etc. Who are walking um things like and who are walking on eggshells and tight ropes just to do that up till now. I will name out right now of someone that I have seen behaving in a way that to me illustrates uh, selflessness uh, because so she is a you know criminal defense attorney essentially so she gets paid when people do get busted uh, and now they finally have the money to pay her to get them off or whatever whether it's get mm-hmm. them off or to legally get them justice help them get justice um and so it is not in her best interest to inform those of us who are out here who might get, you know, get hit with these crimes that she's defending people for. Um, but she doesn't want us. It's not, yeah. She's like, I don't. Right. Uh, but she doesn't want to have to do that because she knows what that clientele looks like, what they're dealing with, what they're going through. She doesn't want them to have to go through that. Right. And so. She shares this information, you know, to everybody in the community. Sonia Martinez is her name, and she has a law firm. And so I just recommend if you are a parent or if you are someone, even yourself, uh, who is needing to dose with concentrates, needing to have this, I would recommend you get in touch with her. Not that that's going to help anything, but it can't hurt. It can't hurt to have someone in your corner who knows what you'd be dealing with if you um, were to, you know, because some of you might just need to break the law and that's just all it's going to boil down to. 
because when it comes down to mm, break the law or let my child die, well, that's not really a hard decision. And flowers are not going to treat these kids seizures. They can't sit around smoking joints all day. It's not how it works. Yeah. Um, not how it works. And I don't know that the judges were aware of the impact of their decision at the time. They're just going based on information that they have in front of them. And that's where I feel, you know, yeah. that would have been a great place for, for me to type people to have stepped in and offered for some sure. intensive. I would have gone up there for fuck's sake. I'd have gone up and taught them how the plant works. But, and with books and, and books of testimonials, of data, of whatever could be done, you know, I mean, that's crazy. Why would you let that just go? And, you know, I saw Sonia talking about all of these details along the way as these cases were coming along. Yeah, I was not in a position of power to do anything with them. But, you know, she was putting the word out there. So it's not like they didn't know. Sonia and I even she, talked about this on Facebook, probably, what is this, 2018? Right. Probably, yeah, two, three years ago. And I was confused because I know that New York State is a concentrate-only state. They don't allow you to have flour in their medical marijuana right. program. And so I was, I was saying to her that why can't we find the arguments that they use to convince the state legislator and legislature in New York why concentrates had to be the only way to go and just pluck that argument out and use it right. here to explain why we can't not well, we need them. them. Yeah. Right. Ugh. So, yeah. And how, I mean, what was her reason? I mean, she's obviously not in the position either to be doing the law. Unfortunately, she is a criminal defense yeah, attorney, right? We so. chatted back and forth about it. She was, you know, she, she was, her, basically her mind was blown. Now, I would like to add before we wrap up the Rodney Jones case that the judge in Navajo County um, reversed his decision about concentrates being a narcotic after being educated i had a friend pop over yesterday and um we were we were chatting about that and once he had education he understood that it's basically it's like the maple syrup it's just the you know what drips out of the flower bud it's not some separate thing that's being concocted somewhere in a secret laboratory with you know igor it's just the sap right. of the plant just in different forms dried frozen whatever it's yeah or extracted with alcohol and the alcohols evaporated off it's just nuts it's just nuts it's nuts it's nuts and uh the fact that you don't hear any of them out here like literally screaming for you know this to be rectified legally and permanently and forever yeah well just reiterates everything we know already. Yeah, yeah, I think those and those letters where they're coming out like, "Yo, it's business as usual." They don't, they don't bother to explain the decision. They don't bother to to update their patients. Even any, yeah, it's very arrogant. The letters I felt that every every letter that I received as a patient, if if they were to ask me how I felt about them, I would say that I felt that they were very arrogant. Um. Very, very thumbing their nose. The what? Most lawyers are very arrogant. Yeah, but they're, you know, they're not communicating in a court of law. Hire better paralegals to draft your correspondence, guys. I'm just saying. 
have better people on your team. You can call me. I can help you with that. I do recruiting, but I'm just saying you need some better people on your team because you need to have a, a tap on this. Because you see what she said? I feel the same way. Yes. What? How y'all coming at us like this? Like, we're just stupid. Like, we just don't know anything. And it's, we're just, you know, oh, we're just, you know, being hysterical or something. Like, hello, patriarchal. You know, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, damn. Right. And people. And, and I don't think these sales will be popping up if their sales hadn't dropped significantly either. I don't think. Um, they're sure what to do. They have whole businesses, whole separate businesses around the side of the industry. And we haven't even tapped on the fact that it's still not even clear if it affects edibles, patches, roll-ons, you know, every other alternate that's not flower bud. Beauty products, all of it. Everything. When I was with an edible company... Um, we had a small situation like this in 2013, 14, I think it was late 13, early 14. It might've been right around the time of this original arrest. We had to start sprinkling pot leaves into the food. That was <laughs> To pretend like you guys were using flour instead well, of. We were, we were making butter, but they said it, they had right. visible that the DHS was now requiring visible cannabis in the edibles. Oh, oh. So that's God. what the, the big bosses came up with in the attorneys. And they're like, all right. So we literally had like, you know how you have a powder sugar shaker. We had like a um, fucking weed shaker. The dry leaf shaker. Like, Hey, and I only cook with butter or oils that I make. I've, I've never liked food made with concentrates i just don't think it has the same effects i don't like i just don't like the flavor and i don't i like all my food i like to be the closest to its original form as possible so we were already making butter with full plant so that you know it just it it once again it was just another situation that had no logic pertaining to it oh okay sprinkle mm-hmm. the weed in the rice krispie treat all right Whatever you want, people. (laughs) (sighs) Anyways. Let's wrap up. So let's wrap this up and then we'll get talking about advocacy. Okay. So basically it's what do we do now and what do we do from here? What do we do? All right. See you on the other side. Oh, I had a little cough there for a second. Oh yeah. Recovering. Yeah, actually, it was from an almond and not a bong hit, so nothing exciting to share. I was scarfing some so almonds really quick, and I shoot a little quick up too quick. Yeah, inhaled. I bought myself this little. It's called Graze. Have you ever seen it online? I think so. It's like a box a snack box. Yeah, yeah I send you with like little yummy. Yeah, well, I quit all my cooking ones. Because the product just keeps getting shittier and shittier. So I quit because I get better ingredients at the store. Yeah. But it was fun for a while. And we were so busy. And I couldn't even think about food for so long. Being in the restaurant business. Food is the last thing you want to think about when you get home. But you still have to eat. So anyways, I canceled all those. And I got a free thing to try this graze. People that know me know that I'm not a great eater. um, (laughs) And I don't eat large quantities when I do eat. (laughs) 
I just have a lot of digestive requirements. I eat like an 80 year old British woman, basically. Not a lot of or fiber. like a three year old toddler, maybe. Yeah, there's probably the combination. My toddler, anyways. She's like, oh, three bites of strawberries. Yeah, that's a meal. I'm good. <laughs> My God, dang. Did we lose you? I don't hear you, so I'm going to hang up real quick. I did not turn everything off correctly. Oh, something's wrong with my sound. Can you hear me? I do hear you now. Oh, so I was choking on an almond from my Graze box, but I got a subscription to Graze box because I canceled a bunch of other subscriptions. And long story short, I actually like it. Um, for somebody who doesn't eat much and doesn't eat often and doesn't like a lot of stuff and eat somewhere between, I guess, you know, maybe, as you might have mentioned, a, a three-year-old combined with right. a British... At least British, my three-year-old. Yeah. And a British 80-year-old that likes everything plain and simple and... The grace has been fun. Yeah. It does give me a little something that I keep just have one on my desk and have it every day. So it just keeps me and it's eight little different little snacky kind of things. So yeah, it's perfect. Every couple of weeks I get another one. It's like I guess thirteen dollars. But if you're nice. a snacker and you like healthy, now I have soy. I don't get anything that has soy in it and I don't get anything because mm-hmm. that would be <laughs> so gross um actually no i'm not allowed to have soy um and i don't get any of the spicy ones because again i'm a british 80 year old woman not really right right but they do have a lot of spicy options and a lot of um protein ones that i just can't have but their little snack bars are soft okay and yummy so yeah it's working out really nice I love that idea. I might have to check them out for me because I'm actually much better off when I eat that way. Me too. Yes. As opposed to sitting down at meals. I do eat, uh, but I tend to then overeat because I didn't eat for so long. Whereas if I have small things available, then I'm much a- more able to like kind of maintain my blood sugar throughout the day. Cause of course, I have type 1 diabetes. And I really need, yeah, you could, you'd probably, they probably could, they have all these different requirement kind of things. Like if you have severe allergies, they don't expect you to use it, but they have all these different, like I just checked off no soy. So they don't even send me anything that has even, like there was one thing I was like, dude, you're getting a little ridiculous because they had like soy lecithin, which was just like a barely, anyway, the variety is nice if you're a snacker and like, I ha- could have, like, eight snacks, but there's so much of one thing. It's like, blah. I don't want to eat goldfish every day for two weeks. And I- this is something different every day, which is right. encouraging to my appetite. So if, you're, if you have a trouble with an appetite, I think, too, it helps to have variety to choose from for that day. Not every day is a goldfish kind of day. Sometimes you need some damn dried what do i have dried dried orange slices almonds and dates it's delicious so 
Let's talk advocacy because the truth is, even outside of Arizona, a lot is happening today, even. And I feel confused as an advocate. We're advocates, you and me both, uh, in our own world. And we'll talk a little bit about what that means and how people should advocate. But I'm reading this headline that says that Chuck Schumer uh, introduced a federal bill to decriminalize cannabis, right? So this just happened on uh, June 27th, a few days ago. Yeah, it was Wednesday. But didn't Cory Booker already put one out recently? And what, what happened to that? Why are they, uh, you know, what's, what's different? I don't know enough about politics to understand right now. So right now, both Schumer and Booker are Democrats and in a minority in everything. You know, right. one's Congress, one's Senate. If I remember Booker, I can never remember. He was a mayor. He was a legend. I I don't remember what Booker is. From what I'm hearing, rumbling, he is. Yeah, he's a senator. Okay, senator. Uh, he maybe used to be a congressman. I can't. Remember. And he's now, and it, Senator Kamala Harris was co-signing with him. So theoretically, like these people are all supposed to be on the same team, right? But they can't get anything through. So they can write all the bills they want. They can introduce all the legislation they want. They don't have enough vote, votes to get anything passed. So it's right now it's more of a uh, like a like you're at a cocktail party and you're trying to network. <laughs> and this mm-hmm. is your you're kind of writing your mission statement for your networking mission. So this is like a networking and I'm just breaking it down to like simple terms. This is very I'm just kind of being basic. But basically, right. so they're writing this information how they would like what they would like to happen. That they they can start passing it around to say, hey, will you sign on to this and show your support? Hey, will you sign on to this and show your support? If we bring this up and you know, forty nine Democrats support it, the Republicans are still in charge, so they decide what comes forward and what doesn't come forward, more or less. So whether or not they have all the Democrats. They'd have to have a bunch of Republicans in addition to have enough pressure to get it even talked about. The rumblings right. I have heard that a lot of this activity is going on because they believe it would be a powerful platform for the 2018 midterm elections to include legalization as part of their platform to get more Democrats in office, that they're going to pass it. If if there was more of us, we could pass this. Right, but then why are they not together uh, on this one then or on the last one? Uh, did did the one that uh, Cory Booker put up already get shot down? Is that what happened? I don't know that it ever went forward. His was the Marijuana Justice Act. And it doesn't I mean, mean I don't it's know not, either. I need it, to... it doesn't mean that it stopped. If it's moved forward, we'll hear right. about it. It just introducing it it just is just like saying this is what i'm working on over here people so it doesn't mean necessarily that it's shot down or you see where the lines are you see where the lines were drawn again oh yeah i'm just saying the people on this new one what about boehner i mean fuck it's schumer sanders kane and duckworth boehner from Bush's. I know, I know, I know. He's now part of a big pot conglomerate. I mean, I know, I know. Exactly, exactly. So it's like, oh my God. 
why are we not why did they not jump on board behind Cory Booker and Kamala Harris that's what I want to know you know what I'm saying Bernie Sanders was willing to throw his name in there a couple times but then when it came down to it he had to jump on the white boys team anyway outside of that they all keep using marijuana in the fucking title of these things I'm sorry but I'm so angry because it's shit like that Shit like using the racist term for the plant cannabis in the AMA right, that puts that puts us in the situation we're in right here in Arizona right now today, right? Yep. Ugh. Why are you calling it the damn marijuana Freedom and Opportunity Act when it should be the cannabis Freedom and Opportunity Act? Period. And then inside of that document, there should be a definition that changes the definition of cannabis. Uh, and all things marijuana, marijuana spelled with a H, with a J, with a freaking oh, extra letters ends. here and there, all these other crazy racist ways that they got it uh, all, in all these laws all over the damn country. Those should all be defined in one paragraph and say, yeah, this applies to all that shit and everything that comes from it, right? Yep. And that, I, that's the only way it should be done, period. The reason and what Bridget's is talking about is what got us in this mess is in this document from the appeals court, Yavapai County, that was a two to one decision. It it's mind boggling to read these sentences where they go back and forth arguing the difference in legalities of cannabis, marijuana, cannabis, marijuana, and cannabis is, actually hash and and marijuana is actually flower or actually leafy and it's like nobody smokes the fucking leaves it's marijuana right exactly it's not even a leaf marijuana is not a real word it's an old slang term and cannabis is actually the name of the fucking plant it's it's like in it's in the textbooks it's the text book name of the plant how can that be illegal and the amma not support especially it's it's when in arizona they just passed an industrial hemp law what so you can grow cannabis hemp cannabis but cannabis nevertheless schedule one Um, which is a schedule one narcotic under federal uh, law Right, but we can go to jail for the possession of anything that you make from that. That we buy in a store that has a license from the state of Arizona. Period. Drop the mic. So how can you help? I would say if I were someone from a housewife to a closeted cannabis user to... The guy in the office doesn't want anybody to fucking know he even listens to this podcast and hasn't even tried pot yet. Whatever you fall on that spectrum, if you did nothing else but quit calling it marijuana, <laughs> yay, right. that's advocacy. That's advocacy, period, right there. Yep. And then just take it one step further. And when other people call it marijuana, still call it cannabis. <laughs> Maybe they'll hear you and change their mind. And we joke around and get loosey and goosey and say weed and pot and joking. But if if we're going to start making changes, cannabis is the terminology that is safer for everyone 
to start using. Really? Let's just it dro- drop anything else away from it. If we don't all call it the same fucking thing and we legalize right. one word and not the other word, some guy's going to do 366 days in jail. He was 20 years old, too. 20. The kid went and got his mother's card. How many kids go out and get their goddamn card? Right. Period. Mm. Sickening. So so that's a little thing you could do. <laughs> I'll stop yelling. Sorry. Um, right. The, so use the right language. Use the right language. But you know what? But, I, I think that in addition to that, so the simple use the right language is call it cannabis. Yeah. Stop calling it everything else. Please don't the best ever of your ability. call it dope. Right. That's heroin. No. Don't ever use really, it. for real. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Yeah, it's not dope. <sighs> it, that's, hero- anyway. that's heroin. Right. Ugh. Um. But even around your own usage, check your language. What kind of things are you saying to yourself? What's your self-talk around the fact that you use cannabis. And if your self-talk is not positive around it, then check in. take the time on a personal level. Yeah. That's right. Take the time on a personal level to figure out, okay, then why are you engaging in a behavior that doesn't make you feel good about yourself and or is that really true and or are these messages that you've had for a long time that are maybe blocking you from living your full life? You know, that was my situation, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but like begin to talk about it in a way that reflects how it is good in your life. And if it's not good in your life, figure out why you're still engaging in it, you know, or stop engaging in it. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Stop using it. If it's not positive for you, stop using it and deal with what you need to deal with, whatever that might mean, you know? Absolutely. Uh, but if it is, then talk about it like it is. And you don't have to go out talking to people, uh, you know, in the grocery store or on stage or anything. But when you do talk about it, don't be self-deprecating and don't join into the stigma, you know, the stereotyping and the stigma and the, and the things that people say out there, you know, to be cool. Like, be real about what it is for you. Oh, I'm just a dipshit stoner. You know, don't don't right. use the plant to excuse being a dipshit. You're a dipshit before you smoke to join if you're a dipshit. If you're not a dipshit, then you're not a dipshit. Right. Pot doesn't make you a dipshit. You're either a right. dipshit or you're not. Don't blame the plant. Yeah. It's bad advertising. Again, bad PR. That's a way to be an advocate. You don't have to wear pot earrings and you don't have to wear a big stoner t-shirt to, and it actually hurts more than it helps half the time. It, it, it's the subtleties right. that can start invading the outer edges of the culture not necessarily he's invading it's a bad word but i just i have this vision of you know sort of like like when water spills out and it gets a little farther and farther out on the table people need to start incorporating into their normal social groups the opportunity to discuss cannabis in groups where maybe there's nobody else that you're completely certain smokes cannabis and that's i'm talking about for more of the not closeted but not out cannabis users, start bringing right. it up at dinner parties. Start getting the conversation going. 
you don't have to light a joint at the dinner party, but that doesn't mean yeah. you can't ask how people are feeling. I read somewhere the other day, medical marijuana right now has a 93 nationwide percental approval rating. 93%. Yeah. Right. That's unheard of. Because everybody now is getting to the point where they have their own anecdote of knowing someone, seeing something, you know, or otherwise realizing that like, oh, wow, the positive benefits that this plant is bringing far outweigh any of the real negative side effects. You know what I'm saying? Like we have all these thoughts of what these negative side effects might be, but oh, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Oh, the only stuff that is true is like, oh, people might get a little sleepy. They might uh, eat better, have a little better appetite. They might sleep a little better, a little longer. You know, like <laughs> share your stories. Your stories are what change you know? opinions. Yeah. You know, right, it's all right. these it's all these people that were at one point, you know, advocates against drug use and that was their platform and then their friend got sick and they were the first one to, you know, they were the first one to call. There's always those people that called me, they're like, I know you know where to get pot. My friend got this, you know. <laughs> It's like, oh, I thought, right. I thought you were, oh, yeah, 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 everything's different. The guy, there was like a mayor or a governor in Utah we talked about before who was anti-cannabis ever being in the state of Utah. Meanwhile, he had like a pound found in his house because his wife was sick. He was giving it to right. her. So, you know, I, I would hate for anyone to have to wait until illness strikes them to be on the right side of history on this plant and this topic. But share your stories with people in a subtle, don't be, you know, you don't have to force your information on people. You can casually slip into a conversation, which I have, how I got started talking about it was, you, I, I would hear a negative comment in a group of people who I knew respected me professionally and personally, but didn't know about my cannabis use on any level. And this was early days. And I would hear them talking negatively about people who used cannabis. And I would say, I think it's the only reason that I can work full time. And that would be yeah. enough. You know, people would be like, wait, what? You, you know, you get the head cock. I don't look like a typical stoner. I never did. I always have been. But I could use that, just that little small information. If they were interested, they would carry on the conversation and ask me further. If they were set on their opinions and just wanted to preach about it, then they wouldn't and you know it wouldn't go anywhere so the, there's those right. opportunities for you to expand other people's horizons with your success stories if you have them that's advocacy right there um and voting i mean you can't stress that enough make sure we had a guy stop at our door the other day and uh i joked with my husband i always joke with my husband because we have these sort of smoky glass windows you know that but you can kind of see the outline of someone. And I'll, if I walk towards the door and see a cowboy hat, I make my husband answer it. <laughs> and it's just, it's not, there's really no reason. One of my best friends showed up with a cowboy hat the other day. and it, I almost made him answer the door because she had a cowboy hat on. But it's just an inside joke that makes no sense. Anyways, it was our local Democratic candidate. And he was going toward a door and he was introducing himself. And I, I'm fine with doing that. And, you know. Those cowboy hats I'll talk to. I do live in Arizona, right. so. But right. I asked him, you know, he Steve asked him a couple questions back and forth. 
And then I said, where do you stand on cannabis? And he was on the right side of history on his feelings about cannabis. So right. feel free to bring that up in forums where you're comfortable. Yeah. And, and even if you're not emailing. I did that too. When we, uh, uh, when, before I moved, my old district, we had somebody leave and we had a couple women running for the replacement. So I went to an event of the Democratic candidate and I asked her in the group what her stance was. And again, it was on the right side, which it's just like, like I said, let's make them make them make a stand of some sort. So we know what we're dealing with because it does not always fall across party lines. Right. Although, as you kind of you know alluded to earlier, maybe it's going to become something that the Democratic Party is trying to make, you know, a platform they're going to be on for right now. Which would, Great. Which would also, and, and let me throw this little why I love politics wrench into that. Uh-huh. That could even cause enough pressure that they go ahead and allow it to happen prior to the election so the Democrats right. can't use so it. So the Republicans can take pre- credit for it. Right. Exactly. Right. Because the Republicans in general are not against cannabis. No. What they are against, however, is, um, you know, stopping that flow to prison pipeline. <laughs> yep. But, uh, you know, but they are also about, oh, well, if we're going to do it, let's make a bunch of money off it, which you already see from, as you mentioned, boner, et cetera. <laughs> Yeah, but you know they'll be like, "Oh, we'll legalize it. We'll just legalize it with enough uh, guidelines in place that we get to be in charge of it, and nobody else gets to have any." Yeah, that's basically what they're lining up to do. And nobody can say anything about it either. There won't be any kind of nobody can ever question our authority. We'll add those extra lines everywhere so that it always means we have final say on everything. Yeah, that's what they do. That's how they do it. Then it'll flood. So then. Okay, so back to the advocacy. Yes, vote, talk out loud about it when you feel comfortable. Yeah, vote as informed as you can. Like it is, it gets um, overwhelming. I think sometimes, especially because a lot of people don't address this kind of question in like printed materials they might put out or or what have you. And also, there's a lot of times where you're voting for a lot of different. Yeah things and people and you know whatever at the same time and maybe you know what's going on with this one and this one but you have no idea about these 12 judges that they're asking you to vote about you know um yeah read what you can try to take as much time as you can though and get informed you know truth is the state of arizona is pretty good in terms of having uh public records available like you probably can search through and get a get an idea of, of what you're dealing with. Um, and if you're, otherwise, if you're party affiliated already, a lot of times you can go to your party affiliated office and read right. people's stances on topics under under that heading. Um, a lot of right. times during election times, they'll have you know just a platform page where they'll bullet point out which side of what they're on um, for right. quicker reading. Because you know you definitely right. you want to you want to be sure you're getting your information from from real sources. I mean, I've even seen you know the last election them going so far as to have pages where you think you're on the right page. I I being kind of the nerd feel a slant to a page right away when I open it, but you they, they were literally like a letter or so off so that they could capture people thinking they were going to the right page. So it's just. Sometimes better 
go to like your your even if it's independent go to your independent affiliated page and go to links from that page to the candidates check their platforms <coughs> do your homework on a on a on a lovely sunday morning while you're sitting on the patio you know a lot of that you can just do right on your phone while you're having your coffee in the morning get it all done in like an hour but you'll have plenty of time for that but just when it comes time you can you can do a quick scan a lot of that stuff be ready what else can we do there's yeah. there's a lot of um um just small ways like we said if if you want to get more involved in your area and this is pretty much nation, nationwide um as the movement grows and more and more states we're up to i believe it's 30 Oklahoma was 30 um just just went legal last week um Canada's now going to be fully federally legal there's more groups um in that are available for you to join if you want to go beyond just the small steps you can take to do advocacy and I think the benefit of that is you just start networking with more people you get more um educated on the topics which makes I can't go anywhere like if I go to a party I don't have to bring up cannabis you can trust right. that's how I am introduced to everyone. People know and they want to know. And they more. want they're thirsty, thirsty, Always. thirsty for more information. So join a group, look yeah. on Facebook, look up cannabis on Facebook. They they shut down some pages, but some seem to have been able to stay up. Um, but join a group that it, you actually go out and meet other human beings, not just a Facebook group. Right. Um yeah, Women Grow is a national organization, um, but there's other smaller networking kind of groups that are more organic and grassroots to your area. Volunteer, if it's a, you know, one of the reasons I did a video about this is I have some friends across the country that are involved in legislation and rulemaking in their states, and I, I, I just wanted to point out what was going on here to them. I have a friend in Missouri right now who's trying to get it passed in November to be very careful on how they word their final product and use our errors as their roadmap to not make the same mistakes, putting patients in jeopardies, you know, like they have here. Um, so start attending groups and get, get educated on how they're writing the laws. And, and you can even participate a lot of times in how the right, rules are right. written for your, your state and your community and and don't allow your town be be part of your city councils and don't allow your town to ostracize um grow operations they're a great boom to an economy don't let them isolate dispensaries to the seedy parts of town um that right when non-seedy people want to go there too just you know great do you want to send your grandma to that neighborhood when she wants to pick up a doobie i think you do not i think you do not sir right so speak up right. at your city councils and if 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 it's new to your town and it's coming to town or they're planning for it to come to town participate and speak up and let them know that you, that you're a community member that finds it a um, positive addition to the community and that's that's yeah. the most valuable right now kind of advocacy that that's out there and it's middle america yeah. that has to do it it you know the the people that have been doing this forever are out there and they're working it 
but a lot of the a lot of the corporate interests are also sending their own lobbyists in. We need moms. We need we need people caretakers. We need grandmas to be part of that process so that everyone is included in the rules and not just the cannabis industry. Patients need to advocate for themselves in the rulemaking process. For sure, for sure. And you know, you got to think about where is your personal, I like to call it sphere of influence, right? Where is the best place for you to tap in? Don't feel like, oh, I have to do everything. And, you know, a lot of times we get analysis paralysis. We feel like, oh my God, you know, I need to be talking to all these different people about all this different stuff and reading all this stuff and knowing all this stuff and Googling all this stuff. Like the average person doesn't have time to care that much about cannabis. Absolutely. I know. So think just about what is the area where I can play my small part in the overall picture. It's okay if all you are is a seed planter. It's okay if all you are is a person that talks to, you know, your neighbors or your friends about it and opens up their eyes. It's also okay if you're someone who's going to lead, you know, a whole, you know, protest uh, in the state against about something, or if you're going to be a business owner uh, in cannabis, or if you're, you know, whatever it is, that's cool. Even if you're just, so just think about where you're connected and where you can make a difference and do it, yeah. you know, that way. Even if you're just the person who just is listening to this podcast to get a little more educated on what's going on in the world of cannabis or, or is listening to this and other and just learning that that's advocacy right there. The fact that you've opened up, you know, your mind to learning about it and seeing if it's even right for you or seeing what the talk's about. That's also a form of advocacy. And we appreciate that as well. Yeah. Eight, eight episodes, Bridget. 11 episodes. Girl, we did 11 episodes. Oh, I said eight. I'm sorry. I'm looking at my calendar. Oh, we did 11 episodes this is the end of our 11th yeah that's like a lot of hours of talking about topics and you know I mean the truth is this is like a day in course in in cannabis because you know both of us are pretty well informed we're relatively knowledgeable we may not have laid it out like it's a class like here's all the resources and it's from this document that document whatever uh, but the truth is, if people want to go verify the stuff we say, it's, you know, it's going to verify, it's going to check out because <laughs> we do our homework. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we stay informed on this stuff and uh, our history oh. is similar in that we both had to really um, understand laws and how words mm. uh, can really affect them in a large way, you know, and how they play a big role in the reality of how those laws play out, you know, when they're implemented. So, you know, we've seen prison people uh, go to prison. We've seen, we've seen the gray, for we've sure, seen the gray area. We've seen the positive. We've seen the negative. We've seen greed. We've seen arrogance, you know, and we, right, humility. Right. Sure. I've seen broken people get whole again. I've had vets cry. Yep. Um, it's been a, yeah, nothing I would change other than any heartbreak that people have had to endure yeah. along along this. You know that I would of course change because Lord knows. Yeah, it's and been the a truth lot. is, the majority of that is caused by words, government, <laughs> words, government. But you know, you know, I use always, you know, these laws. It's it's the way that it's been able to be, you know, they're spells, demonized, they're spells. 
And if you don't use the right yeah. words, you know, they go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. uh, I've had fun. It was a fun, it was a fun learning experience. I've learned that if I spin my chair, my microphone that is cordless cuts out. Awesome. Yeah. I learned that I needed to get a new headphone and I couldn't be plugged in anymore. I learned Sad. that I'm having an air conditioned air installed in my office on Thursday <laughs> because I moved across the valley during this. That was, yeah, that's a big adventure. That's massive. So everybody should look for yeah. us again. Yeah, soon. I mean, uh, let's, uh, we'll, we'll maybe re keep recording pretty quickly, but uh, we might not release right away. We might take a little time. Take and, July off. You know, make sure our quality is good. Yeah, I think, you know, it was important for us on this first route to just kind of go and just do it and put something out there and just see, you know, what if we got any kind of response, if this met the needs of everybody. We've kind of done this a lot in our journey uh, of advocacy for cannabis, right. maybe. Uh in terms of like we've created a video uh, series, you know, to be able to make it easy for people to kind of absorb a lot of this information in, in bite-sized chunks and not even this information per se, but there's just so much information. There's so many aspects of it, and right? Levels, um, so many levels of that information. And so many levels and yeah, exactly. So, uh, but we did put out like a YouTube series. It's out there. We put out a free course two free courses officially, but the second free course, I think we're mostly putting out on YouTube as well. Um, but uh, the first free course is a how to make tincture course, oh, right? Yep. which, you know, especially if this law really goes into effect, you may need to make your own tincture. Now, granted, having it, I assume, will be illegal. Well, we talked about uh, so I, I you know that last night. deal with that how you will. Keep some plant matter in it from the way the rule is written, if it's mar mar medical marijuana that's not separated 100%. So it's a... It's oh, like, right. I wouldn't travel with it, but yeah. Yeah. There'll be a lot of people yeah. making their own. I've already right. had people asking me how to make butter. So Of course. You want we did put out a quick video about that also on yes. YouTube. It's on our channel. It's, I've been uh, sharing that a lot. Oh, we lost you. Wiggle your cord there, girl. I'm here. Oh, there you are. But, you know, I did something. Sounds good. Do you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. I don't hear. Yeah. There you are. I don't know. Man, technology and me just, we have a hard to get it together. I think I'm back now, though. You were there both times. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say, though, uh, I don't even recall anymore, but we were just know, talking we about how we were, yeah, we worked out our technology issues and then your technology yeah. cut out. I think. And then my technology <laughs> issues go to crap, of course. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I need to even work on that a little better because I want it to be a quality listening experience for everybody. You know, we may even, you know, we learned a few lessons through this process. And most importantly, we want to hear from you guys. Now, obviously, we do hear from a lot of you guys in a variety of ways on our Facebook page. Uh, people are friends with us in person. Um, we have listeners, I'm sure, who are some of our shared groups. 
you know, in the different different cannabis groups on Facebook or life, whatever. Um, and we haven't and really so we appreciate all your feedback. We haven't advertised it at all. Um, and so we'll, we'll kind of put it out there a little bit, let, let you guys see what's up and then, you know, put together something. If we see that uh, certain things work and don't work and, you know, we'll adjust and come to you with something that's uh, well put together and that you guys can really digest easily and, and fully and it has a, a, you know everything you need included because you know right there's more and more to this than you think sometimes especially when you actually start to have listeners and they're like well what about this or how about that and you're like oh yeah okay let's yeah gotta do how that. about you mind your own <laughs> business and just stay out of my business <laughs> just hush and listen <laughs> that's no, no. job uh, yeah right <laughs> Just so, kidding. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to coming back, though. I think it's been really good. We actually do have a lot of listeners. We have, like, over, you know, 300 listens so far. Nice. So, I mean, wow. Check us out. Eavesdroppers. Right? <laughs> That's really what it boils down to, because we're really just talking about this stuff. I don't know. She doesn't know. We're figuring it out together. Sometimes we both know. Sometimes we have different opinions about it, you know? So that's the point. Hopefully you enjoy it. Let us know if you want us to come back. We will be prepared with material and we'll start putting it together. And we want to hear from you and hear what kind of questions you have and, and you know, what kind of parts of our podcast you like the best or didn't like or whatever. So, yeah. Tell Bridget all that stuff. Check us out on Pot of Wellness, <laughs> potofwellness.com. Uh, uh. Oh, we'll see you all soon. Thanks for listening. Later. Bye. Join us every Thursday as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com.